Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, last week we announced a new college football series that would be coming on here to the Cover 7 podcast, that being Catching Up with College Football. Episode 1 dropped last week where we just talk about a lot of the you know, head coaching changes, some transfer portal news, recruit news, and well, episode two, as you can tell by the title, is coming out today. So guys, in today's episode, we have a lot of college football news that we need to unravel. We have Deion Sanders, aka Primetime, going out to Colorado to become the head coach of the Buffaloes. We also saw a former SEC head coach in Hugh Freeze return to the SEC and become the uh, Auburn Tigers head coach. A lot of really big-time quarterbacks enter the transfer portal. DJ Ugalele of Clemson, Devin Leary of NC State. We also saw Cade McNamara finally make his decision on where he's going to be transferring to and just so much more college football news. So guys, before we do dive into all of that stuff, please make sure they do like, comment, share, rate, do whatever you can just to make sure that we continue to spread the Cover 7 podcast to everybody so that they can also stay up to date with anything college football and NFL related. So guys, I don't want to waste y'all's time. Don't want to waste my time either because we have a decent amount of news that we need to talk about. So let's dive right into it. And, you know, arguably the biggest news that we're going to have of the entire offseason, you know, the transfer portal opened up on Monday, right? But the biggest news we had this entire week had to have been Deion Sanders, the head coach at Jackson State. And it was already rumored, you know, Colorado offered him the job about a week or two ago. It was He was, he was, he was, he was going to move up to the FBS level regardless, whether that was USF, whether that was Colorado. I heard Cincinnati was kind of in the mix as well. But, you know, Deion Sanders made the decision he's going to go out to Colorado. And, man, did he have an immediate impact on that Colorado Buffalo team because – I think I think I read a tweet where it said in 24 hours Colorado already had 200 recruit and transfer portal guys contacting them about joining the Colorado Buffaloes. I mean, it's going to be absurd to see how well he's about to turn around this Colorado team because he already had one big splash not even four to five hours after he got hired, and that was getting elite wide receiver in the 2025 class, Winston Watkins Jr., who was originally committed to A&M. You know, had been committed since his freshman year, decided to decommit here recently for a lot of reasons I think a lot of us can guess, but, um, you know, decided, you know what, I'm going to go out to – I'm going to go up to Boulder. I'm going to go join Deion Sanders when my time comes. And, I mean, I just you definitely need to expect a lot more guys to come out there. Shadur Sanders is pretty much confirmed because in a press conference, uh, Deion looked over at his son and said, all right, well, Shadur, can you stand up? And then, he, and then he told all the media people for Colorado, you know, that is your new quarterback. So it's pretty much all confirmed. There's going to be a ton of and I mean a ton of Colorado news coming out, but that'll probably be in next week's episode because this week I just want to talk a little bit about Deion Sanders becoming the head coach at Colorado. And personally, I love this, right? may not be his ideal destination, you know, probably would have been Florida State as, you know, his uh, alma mater or go, went to the SEC or something like that. But going out to the Pac-12 and one of the weaker conferences, you know, USC and UCLA, they're going to be gone. So recruiting-wise, he's going to really have the Pac-12 on lockdown. I mean, especially he's going to have it on lockdown. We've already seen what he's been able to do at Jackson State, HBCU. That's, you know, a relatively smaller school. But now that he's going to have all this financial backing, he's going to be at the highest level of college football you can get outside of the SEC. Colorado might actually be back. Now, before we do anything, I do want to say Dion is a major recruiter. He's also a really good coach, Hall of Fame cornerback, as we all know. But his biggest thing is recruiting, and he is attacking every little angle that he can to get the best players to come to Boulder. In his little introduction that he had to all the, the current uh, Colorado players, he literally goes, all right, well, y'all better be prepared because, you know, I'm, I'm bringing a lot of guys with me. And they're Louis, in case you don't understand that reference, Louis Vuitton. He's bringing the best of the best with them. And then even told the guys, you know, 
I wouldn't be surprised. Y'all definitely need to expect to, you know, enter the transfer portal whenever you get a chance because he wants to return this program around. You know, they went 1-11 last year or this past season. You know, something that I don't think anybody really saw coming. Obviously, the head coaching issue and everything like that. But Deion Sanders might quickly turn this team around. And what's funny enough is me being a TCU fan from the Fort Worth area, the first game Deion's going to be head coach as Buffalo or the, of Colorado will be down in Fort Worth as TCU takes on Colorado. So that's definitely going to be an entertaining game to watch. But, yeah, Deion Sanders is headed out to Boulder, Colorado to become the next head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes. And, you know, we have a few more head coaching things I want to talk about. But the next one I want to talk about, we're going to go to the SEC, like we just talked a little bit about, um, you know, former Ole Miss head coach and Liberty head coach, which – Hugh Freeze completely revamped his career, revitalized it with Liberty. You know, he sent Malik Willis to the NFL, made Liberty, you know, top 25 teams at certain points the past few years, and did a really good job with what he was working with. Now, obviously, he had a lot of attention from a lot of schools, Auburn being one of the main ones. It was him and Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin decided to stay at Ole Miss, signed that contract extension, so it pretty much made it. You know, Hugh Freeze was going to get the Auburn job, and that's exactly what would happen as Hugh Freeze has agreed to a multi-year deal to become the head coach of the Auburn Tigers. I like this a lot because he was really one of the only coaches back when he was the head coach of Ole Miss that really gave Nick Saban, you know, fits each and every single year. We all remember when Ole Miss went into Tuscaloosa, I think 2015 or 2016, and they pretty much dominated Bama. And, you know, going into Tuscaloosa and you're able to dominate the Crimson Tide is a really good feat to overcome. And that's exactly what they did. So Auburn's getting a great recruiter. They're getting a great head coach. Now, off-the-field issues is going to be a problem, right? You know, there's, all this, there's already this stigma. You know, we, all, we already know the whole situation about why he had to leave um, Ole Miss, resigned and everything like that. It wasn't because of his coaching abilities. It's stuff that he did off the field. And, you know, Auburn made sure that he would not do any of that. They told him that he had to give up all of his social media accounts, his Twitter account, Instagram account. So Auburn's trying to make sure they take every single step to make sure that they don't get an Ole Miss 2.0. But anyway... Hugh Freeze is now the new head coach of the Auburn Tigers, and I definitely would expect Auburn to, you know, really, really heat up a little bit in terms of recruiting now that they've got a really good head coach. Now, y'all, for our next news, we're going to go over to Atlanta, Georgia, as we're going to talk about the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Now, it was originally reported that um, Willie Fritz, the current head coach of Tulane, who just got, who just came off of an American Athletic Conference championship win, and now we're going to be going to the Cotton Bowl and taking on USC. You know, it was reported that he was going to be going to Georgia Tech to become the next head coach. Now it turns that you know he changed his mind, wanted to stay at Tulane. So now the now, so now Georgia Tech, they were going to stay inside of the program already and hire their next coach next head coach and that would be former assistant coach Brent Keys. Now I know a lot of people are really excited about him. I know that you know a lot of Yellow Jacket people liked what he's able to do. Obviously went on the road in Chapel Hill and upset Drake May in the in the, in the North Carolina Tar Heels, which I feel like that kind of you know ruined the rest of their season, so to speak, because after that game, you know the following week they lost to NC State in that rivalry game. They got blown out against Clemson in the ACC championship game. So I think this is a really good hire for Georgia Tech. I think recruiting wise, they'll probably be a little bit below average, but. You know, outside of that, they've got a really good players head coach, and I think you know, Brent Keys is easily going to give that for the Georgia Tech Yellow, Yellow Jackets. So I'd give it a pretty good signing. Do I think he's going to completely revamp the team? Absolutely not. I really wish that Dion would have gone to Georgia Tech, but it is what it is. Now, y'all, for our next head coaching news, and I think that's really it that we have head coaching wise. Let me check real quick. Yep, that's this is going to be our final head coaching news that I do want to talk about. We're going to go up to Morgantown, West Virginia, as the West Virginia Mountaineers have decided to keep head coach Neil Brown for yet another year. Now, Neil Brown is a great recruiter. 
you know, was able to get JT Daniels to come up to Morgantown. I mean, that whole thing didn't work and everything like that. But he's been able to give West Virginia, you know, top 50 recruiting classes pretty much year in, year out. The only problem is he's not able to translate that into wins on the field. You know, West Virginia these past few years after Dan Dana Holgerson left to go down to Houston, they've been pretty below average. And, you know, they're looking to find some way to revamp. There are a lot of questionable, you know, questionable play calls, questionable moments, you know, during this past year for the Mountaineers. But I guess they still think they have a chance with Neil Brown. So Neil Brown will get one more chance, but his hot is his seat is pretty much as hot as a jalapeno right now. So definitely expect him to be on a very, and I mean very short lease when it comes to you know if they start the season 0-3 or 0-4, Neil Brown 100% will be gone. So. Anyways, y'all, that's enough about all of our head coaching news. Obviously, Deion Sanders is just absolutely an incredible hire for Colorado. It's going to be interesting to see how much money they had to pay him to get him to go to Boulder because I think if I remember, you know, reading somewhere with Colorado, they they have some type of really strict admissions process and you know, recruiting-wise is kind of what gets a lot of recruits not to want to go to Colorado. So we'll see how that whole thing goes. But anyway, let's talk about all the dang quarterbacks we had entering the transfer portal. I mean, there were so many big-time names, especially in the ACC, as we had two pretty big quarterbacks that entered the transfer portal. And the first one I want to talk about that happened on Monday, you know, right as I was literally recording this episode, NC State quarterback Devin Leary, who's been starting for the Wolfpack these past few years, he has entered the transfer portal. You know, he's a preseason ACC player of the year. You know, he's put over 6,000 passing yards in his career with the Wolfpack. And, you know, there's a kind of a – it's kind of a uh, assumption right now that, you know, with Notre Dame, Drew Pine entering the transfer portal, you know, Tyler Bushner not really playing as great as they thought he would. You know, Notre Dame, they need a new quarterback. You saw them get Jack Cohen from uh, Wisconsin a few years back. And I think this might be another situation where they get a very veteran-proven quarterback in Devin Leary. I would highly expect Notre Dame to really be the favorite to land him, largely due to the fact that, well, it's a bigger stage. Devin Leary's a really good player. He knows that NC State's going to have a huge drop-off next year with all the seniors they had on the defensive side of the football, which is what won them a lot of their games this past season. So, you know, Devin Leary's entered the transfer portal, and right now the favorite is heavily Notre Dame. Now, since we're talking about an ACC quarterback entering the transfer portal, we got to talk about one of the bigger recruits of the 2019 class, the 2019 class, and that comes in Clemson quarterback DJ Ugalele. Now, DJ, now DJ really blew up onto the scene after he had an amazing game on the road against Notre Dame back during the COVID year. Now, despite Clemson not winning that game, you know Trevor Lawrence was out with an injury. DJ stepped in and did really good, but these past few years that he's been starting for the Tigers have been really just underwhelming to say the least. You know, he's been struggling a lot throwing the football. Running the football has never really been a big concern. It was last year because he was a little bit overweight, but this year he was able to slim down. He's been running the football pretty good, but his biggest problem has, or running the football, but his biggest problem has always been throwing the football. And well, you know, we saw it last weekend last weekend in the ACC championship game where where Dabo Sweeney, who was who was really high on DJ and I'm glad that he like that he really wants the best for DJ DJ. But at some point, you have to realize he is not your guy. He's not going to win you a national championship. He's not going to do what Deshaun Watson did. He's not going to do what Trevor Lawrence did. He's not going to do what Taj Boyd did. You know, unfortunately, with DJ Uwelele, you tried. That's as much as you could do. But now you need to let him go. And well, DJ finally pulled the trigger after getting benched in the ACC championship game in favor of former five-star quarterback Cade Klubnik, as DJ would announce, I think it was on Sunday, that he would be entering the transfer portal. Now, it's expected that he's going to go out west, go back home. You know, he played his high school ball at St. John Bosco in California, so likely he will end up at a Pac-12 school. I know I'm hearing a lot of UCLA, you know, with DTR entering the draft. 
You know, we got Oregon, which Bo Nix has already said he's going to return next year. So it kind of leaves a question, you know, what school could he go to? I'm really thinking Oregon State might be kind of a quiet contender in this mesh to get him because, well, what was the biggest problem Oregon State's had this whole year outside of, you know, having a really strong run game, a really good defense? It's been quarterback play. And, well, with DJ Ugalele, he may not be the best one, but he's definitely going to be a huge upgrade for them if they do land him. So I would expect Oregon State to be a sneaky good contender considering DJ is going to want to go back out west. So watch out for the Beavers to potentially make a move on the uh, veteran quarterback who I think just really needs, needs a restart, needs a refresh, You know, had a lot of expectations going on him, and fortunately just did not rise to the occasion. Now, y'all, for our next news I want to talk about, we're going to go down to Texas. And these next two news, we're going to be talking about Texas schools, one being A&M and the other one being the Longhorns. But the first one I want to talk about is going to be involving Texas A&M. And that's going to be talking about their former starting quarterback, Haynes King. Now, Haynes King was supposed to be kind of Johnny Manziel 2.0 for the A&M for Aggies, right? You know, able to throw the football really good on the run. Also able to really run the football. Very athletic. Very similar to Johnny Manziel in that aspect. But things just never panned out for him. You know, whether it was injury issues, inconsistent play. You know, he was a starting quarterback when App State went into College Station and beat the Aggies. So that kind of really put a stain on his career. You know, Zach Calzada came in last year, you know, after uh, Haynes King got injured and really kept the starting job. So Haynes King's never really gotten his never really gotten a good step in the right direction at his time at A&M. And, you know, finally he decided, you know what, I need to go into another program. And that's exactly what he did as Haynes King has entered the transfer portal. Now, for me personally, I really don't know where he'll land. I know a lot of people are saying, you know, like Houston, you know, a lot of group of five schools, which I would imagine because he probably would start at most of them. But whatever school does get him, they're getting a very athletic kid that, you know, if properly developed, can really turn into one of the top quarterbacks in all of college football. Now, y'all, for the next days we're talking about, we're going to go a little bit west. We're going to go over to Austin, Texas as Texas for uh, Texas uh, quarterback, I almost said starting quarterback, Texas quarterback Hudson Card has entered the transfer portal. Now, this doesn't come as a shock to really anyone, kind of similar to Haynes King in that aspect where, you know, Hudson Card's never really been able to get a solid starting position. I've really been able to, you know, have that kind of comfort of knowing I am the starting quarterback, right? You know, came into Texas, was sitting behind um, Casey Thompson, you know, also, and then once Casey Thompson left for Nebraska, it's like, okay, cool, I'm going to get the starting job, right? Uh, wrong. Quinn Ewers from Ohio State comes in and takes the starting job immediately. Quinn Ewers goes down in the Alabama game. Hudson Card comes in and plays really darn well for a few games. You know, really lit it up against West Virginia. But, you know, obviously Quinn Ewers is the future of that quarterback position. Arch Manning's the future of that quarterback position. So, you know, Hudson Card, with only a few years of eligibility left, realized, you know, I need to get out and go somewhere where I can easily start. And, well, he decided to enter the transfer portal. You know, he's a he was a former top 50 recruit coming out of high school, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. And whatever school gets him, they're going to get an absolute dog. I mean, any school right now, SEC, Big Ten, ACC, Big 12, I mean, literally any conference right now, they're probably going to be contacting this kid trying to get him because he has a ton of upside. Kind of similar to Haynes King, if properly developed, could really give you a good starting quarterback for the next few years. So another great quarterback hits the transfer portal. Now, y'all, for our next news I want to talk about, and I talked about it a little bit ago. You know, we are talking about uh, Devin Leary entering the transfer portal from NC State. But we're going to go to Notre Dame as we had Notre Dame starting quarterback Drew Pine enter the transfer portal. On this one, I wouldn't say necessarily comes as a shock because I think he probably knew in the future they were going to replace him regardless. So he figured, well, I might as well get a head start in that. But Drew Pine has really struggled this year throwing the football. I mean, really struggled throwing the football. Hasn't looked that great. Has had a few solid games. 
but has never really showcased that ability to be a good starting quarterback at as high of a level as he was at. Now, obviously, Tyler Bushner going down with an injury kind of paved way for Drew Pine to come in and start. But things just never worked out, so Drew Pine is going to end up finding another school to be able to continue that. And there should definitely be a few group of five schools that I think will be definitely calling his name. Now, y'all, for our next game, we want to talk about, we're going to go back to the ACC a little bit, just, just for a few more minutes. Um, Virginia starting quarterback Brennan Armstrong, who going into the season was projected to be a first-round NFL pick, right? Has one of the best arms in all of college football. He's able to sling the football like it is nothing, kind of like the left-handed version of Patrick Mahomes, so to speak. And well, this year, under new head coach Tony Elliott, who came over from Clemson, they have just struggled immensely. Brennan Armstrong just looks like a shell of his old self, throwing interceptions like crazy. I mean, against Pitt, the, you know, in two plays against Pitt, to open the game, he had two pick sixes. I mean, it was a rough year for Brennan Armstrong and the Cavaliers. We, had, we all know, unfortunately, the way it ended was just absolutely tragic. But um, with Brennan Armstrong, I think he realized, you know, with only one year of eligibility left, he needs to make a proven point. And for him... The only way he's going to be able to do that is entering the transfer portal and finding a new school. So that's exactly what he did. So once again, we have another big-time quarterback out of the ACC entering the transfer portal. Now, y'all, for our next news that we have, we're going to go to Wisconsin. As you know, Wisconsin, they they made they made a pretty good hire in Luke Fickle from Cincinnati. I mean, dude was able to rebuild Cincinnati and going now up to Wisconsin. He's probably going to want to do the same thing. And Well, Graham Mertz, who was originally recruited by former head coach Paul Christ, he decided, yeah, I'm probably going to likely get you know replaced, so I need to head out. And, well, Graham Mertz, who had an incredible game, I think it was against Illinois or Indiana back in 2019, and everybody assumed, okay, this kid's going to be an absolute stud. But in his three years starting for the Badgers, it has just not worked that way. Very underwhelming. Very similar to DJ Ugalele and the fact that you have one really good game. Everybody expects you to become this Heisman contending quarterback. And then you, you're literally just a shell of yourself. But Graham Mertz, he decides to enter the transfer portal as well. And definitely expect a lot more quarterbacks and a lot more players to enter the transfer portal. And, you know, now I think we're, we're going to wrap it up in terms of quarterback recruit-wise. So now let's talk about a few Pretty solid players that have entered the transfer portal. And the first one I want to talk about is going to be Oregon wide receiver Deontay Thornton Jr. Now, dude had a really solid season with the Oregon Ducks. You know, was a top 75 player in the class of 2021. I mean, six foot five, 205 pounds. I mean, this dude is an absolute beast. And well, originally, before he committed to um, Oregon, he was committed to Penn State. So now that he's entering the transfer portal, a lot of you know questions are kind of arising. Could we see him go to Penn State? Will he go to the Big Ten? I would not doubt it one bit. I think he'll probably end up in a con- in that type of conference, especially Penn State, because what Penn State's being able to do, they've got a really solid backfield with guys like Nick Singleton and um, Good Lord, I can't even think of the other running back's name. I'm so sorry, but um, yeah, so we have a really good wide receiver, Deontay Thornton, entering the transfer portal. And we also had a really, we also had another pretty good wide receiver as well. But down in Georgia Tech, as their wide receiver Nate McCollum would also enter the transfer portal, and you know, very similar kind of play style of like a utility tool, very you know, really good in jet sweep situations, really good deep ball threat. And I know there's a ton of SEC schools that are already after him, so another big time name to watch out for. Now, y'all, the final news I want to talk about, and this was one of the bigger recruits in last year's class, and we're going to be talking about former five-star recruit and Texas A&M cornerback Devin Har- or Denver Harris, not Devin Harris, Denver Harris. Um, Denver, top 30 recruit in the class of 2022, you know, really good cornerback, has all the intangibles to become a pro on the football field, but the problem is his maturity and the things that he does off the field. You know, got suspended indefinitely by A&M, a few, I think it was about a month or two ago, which ultimately led them to kind of, him pretty much already knowing he's going to end up leaving. 
um, you know, had a lot of off-the-field issues like we talked about. He filmed himself recording in a parking garage, just speeding up and down and everything like that. So there's a lot of things he needs to work on off the field. But, you know, when we're talking about on the field, this kid's going to easily end up at a Georgia or an Alabama or LSU without a doubt. He's got all – I mean – He's really lengthy. He's also a really good cover corner, especially in man. And, I mean, whoever gets him is going to get a really good player, but they need to be ready for what's going to come on off the field. So, anyways, y'all, that's going to wrap up our Catching Up With College Football episode. You know, there's a lot of other little news, but I wanted to make sure that I gave y'all all of the big-time news that we did have here in Episode 2 of Catching Up With College Football. Mm, excuse me, guys. But anyways, y'all, I hope y'all enjoyed. I hope y'all really do enjoy this series. We'll start doing it with NFL here in a few weeks whenever the NFL season starts to die down a little bit. There's a lot more off-season news. So anyways, y'all, thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode of Catching Up with College Football, and I will see y'all in the next one. Peace.